from the Ontario Library Association. I, as always, am your host, Michelle Arbuckle, and today I am very excited to speak with Avery Swartz. Avery Swartz is the founder and CEO of Camp Tech, the tech workshop company for non-technical people. Avery is the resident tech expert on CTV Your Morning and has contributed to The Globe and Mail, Chatelaine, and Today's Parent. Avery hosts the AI Meets World podcast from Microsoft and the Globe and Mail content studio and was ranked number five on Search Engine Journal's top 50 women in marketing list. Avery has been a professor at both Ryerson University and Humber College. She lives in Toronto. She's one of my favorite tweeters. Hers is one of the only newsletters I read on the regular. And I just have to tell you that she is an all around amazing human. Uh, Avery spoke a few years back at the OLA Super Conference as our technology spotlight, and the title of her talk was Nobody Knows What They're Doing, Insider Stories from a Tech Entrepreneur. It was a fantastic talk that openly recognized imposter syndrome. It might have been one of the first times I'd actually ever even, even heard that phrase, um, and professional confidence in a way that really resonated with me and I know with the audience as well. At one point, someone in the audience started counting the number of swears in Avery's talk. And as that number grew, my heart did as well. It was the first time that I watched as Avery tackled a really tough or complex topic and managed to break it down into easily digestible morsels that she helped you wash down with swear words. Isn't that a visual? She is the author of the best-selling book, See You on the Internet, Building Your Small Business with Digital Marketing. And that is going to be the focus of our chat today. So I hope that you enjoy and that you leave with a few morsels of your own. Welcome to Libraryland, Avery. Thank you for having me. And thank you for having the most delightful intro that <laughs> just like took me down memory lane, also made me want to drink swears? Is, is that something you can do? I don't know. If, if you can, I will find yeah. a way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is why I love and respect you because I love someone that can kind of punctuate a talk with swears in a way that makes it approachable and also just, you know, I don't know, it, it makes everyone feel welcome. They're welcome swears. Yes. Um, I, uh, I will borrow from uh, a friend who says, uh, my punches feel like hugs, uh, and in my case, I will say my swears feel like hugs. Um, but I, but I can keep this G-rated for today for the podcast listeners. Yes, thank you thank for all you. the children. Thank you, Apple Podcasts ratings. Thanks you for yes. that. All right. Um, I mean, as much as I would love, I'm making a note for the future now. My uh, top five swears podcast. So maybe we'll do that one. Um, We'll, we'll keep that one on the website. We won't stream that one, but yeah, that's a good, good for the mm -hmm. future. So I just, I need you to know, um, I came up with several draft titles for our podcast conversation today. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to workshop a few okay. by you. Let's work it out right here. I feel like, yeah. you know, we were talking about kind of, you know, what you were going to talk about and, and because you know so much about digital marketing and small business, um, entrepreneurship and how to run these types of things. Um, we were talking about how to make this um, relevant to library land. So here's what I came up with. The first one, 
top five ways to reach people virtually. That's the voice I'm going to assign to it. Oh, that's kinda, that sounds kind of gross. I know, right? Like, it, ooh, it is gross. I don't want to reach people virtually. Reach Ew. people virtually. I know. I, it was a first draft, but... Okay, okay keep going, keep going. Cold. Yeah. It was cold. Top five ways to engage with people through social media. Oh, geez. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try and be positive. We're going to yes and this one. Um, yes and put it in the garbage with the first one. Oh, good one. Good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to love this next one then. <laughs> Top five ways to drive clicks. Ooh. <laughs> now that... <laughs> That is phenomenal. I think you should ship it. Uh, but also, like, drive clicks. Like, that's not a thing. That that verb and that, uh, what is that, a noun, I guess? Drive and clicks. Like, they, they do not go together. Clicks are not these, something These titles exist in the world, Avery, I'm telling you. Okay, okay, what about this next one? Top five ways to make the algorithm work for you. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very. They're, they're almost getting of, worse. Uh, like like robot overlord sort of <laughs> feeling there. Cool. And this next one because I love alliteration. Top five ways to create community during COVID. Oh, I love alliteration too. And you've I got know. three there too. Create community right? COVID. Good. good yeah. Catch. Okay. Well, you know, if if that's the best we have to work with, then I guess we can. I'm, it's getting, I, the, the reason I like that one is it's getting a little bit closer. So the, yes. the final one I came up with, although I am still open to your suggestions, top five ways to build relationships during a pandemic. Oh, I like that because this can include, um, you know, dating. Like, you know, sure. we, we can go all over the place with that one. <laughs> it's wide open. Wide open. <laughs> yep. So we're talking today, though, about using... You stop me if I'm getting this okay. wrong. Okay. Using digital marketing or using digital marketing or concepts of digital marketing um, to interact, engage, reach your community, recognizing that it's been hard. You know, if we're coming at it from from the perspective of libraries, our communities haven't been coming through the doors. They haven't been able to come and engage with us in ways that they might be used to, in ways that we're used to. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to use the tools you might already have or how to use tools you don't aren't even aware of yet to build those relationships out does that make yeah that sound right yeah i like that a lot let's do yeah. that let's let's That's have that conversation title. yeah let's that, do it 57 word title great <laughs> i like it print it yeah <laughs> okay now is this list um is it a ranked list or is it just a numerical one to five kind of thing i think i think we can we can just kind of riff we okay. can riff on stuff great just kind of come right. out yeah Yep, yep. So what's let's let's start it. Let's start with number one. What's All right. our top? What's our tip right. number one? So I mean, I think I think the number one thing that I want everybody to do is just like <laughs> we're gonna get a little woo woo here. But um, before you even go anywhere near a keyboard or you get your thumbs all working out for your phone or whatever it might be, like let's just please take a deep breath and just acknowledge where you are and. Um, you know, and, and, and everything that's going on. And that sounds a bit woo-woo, but I think it actually is very strategic. Um, there was this phenomenal article, and I know that librarian listeners will be able to find it because you're wizards at finding things. There's this beautiful article um, in Maclean's recently by Shannon Proudfoot um, that was a feature on the team behind the Ottawa Public Health Twitter account. Um, and this this Twitter account is, has been so... Like they have nailed their messaging throughout the pandemic and getting communications right during the, during any time is hard, but um, during the pandemic is really, really tough for a public body. And 
some of the things that, that are in this article, they talk about how this team really focused hard on um, just getting grounded and, and realizing where they are. And then the flip side to that is looking at where your people are, um, you know, thinking contextually. What's going on in people's lives? I mean, no one's having a good time right now. Um, so doing a bit of a deeper dive into, you know, what's going on with your people? Um, what is be, being very empathetic and very compassionate about their state of mind? Um, and what messages can reach them right now and which ones can't? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the very first step before you go anywhere near a a tool or software or even a device is just to think, where am I? Where is our organization? What's going on with us? And what's going on with our people? Because mm-hmm. all of this stuff, you, you can get, you get so mired down in the tools and in, in the techniques. And, um, you know, I, I teach a lot of workshops and people come to my workshops and they're so afraid they're going to do something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, um, for example, they say, well, but I used seven hashtags. Am I only supposed to use five hashtags? Did I do it wrong? And I'm like, oh, honey, no. Like, you're good. You're good. Don't worry so much about all these tiny, tiny little minutiae details. Um, really, when, when, you, when you zoom out and look at the big picture here, it really is just about talking to people and mm-hmm. relating to people. And, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of that comes from meeting them where they are. Uh, so that can lead into another point. I'm just going to keep talking. You interrupt me. Let's do it. Um, another really good point is to meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by that is, and I talk about this in my book a little bit. Um, I like to think of social media, you know, you you know me, you know, I'm a a really big fan of using, um, anecdotes to, to explain Mm -hmm. things. Um, so I really like to think of social media as a bunch of parties because I really miss parties <laughs> and I want to go to more parties. Um, so I think of social media and, and really, frankly, kind of any way of communicating with people as being like, a, like attending a party and, mm-hmm. and seeing other people and being able to connect with them. So uh, when you are trying to choose who you want to talk to and who you want to meet, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what party are they going to be at? And mm-hmm. then when you think about that party and who's attending that party, You've got to first, you know, kind of think about the guest list, like who's going to be there. And then um, are the people that go to that party the same people that went to that party a couple of years ago? Mm. Uh, Because people change, right? Um, So when we're talking about social media, how that tends to play out is people join new platforms. They spend less time on older platforms or they kind of move around or they come back. And so if you're if your organization's social media strategy is to be in all the same places that you decided you should be in 2016, mm-hmm. then maybe you should like look up for a moment and say, are our people still in this room mm-hmm. or did they leave this party and go to another party? Right. Um, so where that plays out a lot is things like, um, you know, say five, seven years ago when I was teaching a lot of social media, we were saying like, okay, everybody, you need to be on Facebook and Twitter because that's where everybody is. Well, cool, but, you know, are your people still on Twitter in particular is one that mm-hmm. a lot of people have left. Um, if they're still there, amazing, hang out at that party with them. But if they've left that party and they've gone to the Instagram party or the TikTok party or or whatever, then maybe you need to go to that party too. 
Mm -hmm. And then to just totally like beat this analogy to death, uh, (laughs) this analogy or an anecdote, um, when you go to that party, you better behave according to the cultural rules of that party. Mm -hmm. So I think in the book I say, you know, you wouldn't necessarily wear the same outfit to a gala as you would a beach bonfire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I was using that in the case of talking about, say, like LinkedIn, which is like mm-hmm. a professional networking event or going to Instagram, um, which is like a super showy party or going to TikTok, which is like everybody just like hanging on the beach or something. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not going to wear a ball gown if I'm going to a beach bonfire and I'm not going to wear cutoffs if I'm going mm-hmm. to a professional networking event. So yeah. it's this idea of like really doing a bit of analysis of like, who are your people and where are they? And am I in that room with them? That's a really interesting point. And I think the thing that, you know, we've been having these conversations in library land for years. And every time, you know, so I remember, you know, Western libraries on TikTok now. It's like, oh no, and they're on there. We gotta be on there. You know, everybody's kind of trying to figure out how to new, use the new, the new thing, the new tool. Um, which is great. I love when people just try it out and see what it's like. I, I, I find that much more refreshing than someone saying, I don't, I'm never going to know. I'm never going to learn how to use Snapchat. It's just not going to happen. Okay. Um, but you know, I think the important part of that also is reflecting on and understanding that the audience is going to change. Like you said, like those people at that party are going to, you know, there might be on, on TikTok and then in a couple of years they get married and have a kid and they move on to Instagram and then they become cranky and bitter and they go to Twitter. Is that the right trajectory? Yeah. Or you're just like me and you're addicted to the internet and you're an oversharer <laughs> and you have serious boundary issues and you're on right. all the platforms all the time. <laughs> but this idea that, because I've, I've been in this spot where well, okay, here's the here's the approved message. Let's put it the same message in all the spots. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Not a fan. I got to say, I am no. not a fan. Now, that's not to say that um, you shouldn't, you know, have the same purpose behind the message and have mm-hmm. that going out in all the spots. Um, you know, if, if you have a really cool, you know, program coming up for, uh, you know, spring break that's for families, um, you know, like, your people want to know about that. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but please do not copy and paste the exact same message in in all the ways. It, it's, it's like being like an automaton. Like you're just right. walking into a party, like saying the exact same thing over and over again. Like that's weird. Anything mm-hmm. that feels weird to, if you did it in real life at a party probably is weird on social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's you fair. can just rephrase it using, um, you know, the tone and the presentation that's more appropriate for the context of that particular social channel. Um, I love it. That's great. All right. So we're taking a deep breath. We're figuring out what we even want to do. That's our first. And then we're figuring out which party we want to go to. Do we want to talk to the people at the chip bowl or smoking in the backyard? Um, and so that's, those are our first two. So what's our next one? It's number three. This is the one that everybody forgets. And, uh, and it's, it's like the number one thing that I've seen in like years of working with nonprofits and small businesses. And I even forget this myself sometimes. So you get, you get the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out the feeling of like exactly what you just described where you said like the Western library is already on TikTok. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That means I should be there. They're already there. I'm not there yet. I should have been there yesterday. Like mm-hmm. there is just this massive sense that you're missing out on something. Mm-hmm. And so that 
either the FOMO or just the excitement about potentially mm. trying something new leads you to just go for it right away. <laughs> like, you know, before you even know, you're signing up for an account, um, right. which is cool. I don't want to limit the enthusiasm, but I want you to pause for at least, you know, a split second and say, you know, is this going to get me closer to my goals? Is this where my people are? And then also, how am I going to measure whether or not this is successful? And in, I, you know, I cannot stand jargon. I hate jargon, especially marketing businessy jargon. But in the marketing businessy jargon world, this, this idea of being able to measure whether or not you're successful, it means that you need, you need to figure out a way. Like, are you going to quantifiably or qual, qualifiably? Is that a word? Qualitatively. No. <laughs> okay. You're going to yes. quantitatively or, or you know what I mean, with numbers or with feelings. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to have to determine whether like or not. Like I said, people, digestible morsels, digestible right? morsels. Yes. I can't say big words. It's numbers or it's feelings, qualitative or quantitative. Yep. You've got to decide how you're going to measure whether or not this is getting you closer to your goal and whether or not it's it's successful. So that idea of being able to to measure and to search out what metric is going to tell you that, that is mm-hmm. called a key performance indicator, Ooh, which is like KPI. the most jargony jargon term. And <laughs> I love that. It's my center bingo square. So thank you for that. KPI. Um, <laughs> You cannot go into a social media dashboard or a website dashboard or an email marketing dashboard and look for the KPI section. Like it's, it's not, it's not a thing. Like Mm -hmm. you, you have to choose what is the metric or the measurement that will be your KPI. Or, um, I know a marketer that refers to it as their North star, which is a beautiful idea. Like, why don't we call it that instead of such a jargony dry term KPI key performance indicator. So decide you know, and, and these are the kind of things that are great to do as a team, because mm-hmm. um, sometimes you, it can feel very isolating to, to figure all this stuff out on your own. Um, what's going to tell you whether or not you're closer to to success? You're getting mm-hmm. closer to that goal. Uh, and then really quickly, just take a measurement before you start so that then you kind of know. It's, it's kind of like um, like putting your, your, what is that, your yardstick in the sand or something, I think, sure. so that then you know how far you've come when right. you can look back. Um, and so, sorry. Yeah, no, no. I was just going to say, like, like this, this does not need to be a huge exercise. You don't need mm-hmm. to write a 40-page marketing plan. Um, I just want you to, at least for a split second, think, I th- you know, you, you've got that, that thought, okay, we're going to want to try something, and I love trying things. Um, we hope that this is going to get us closer to our goal of being able to, you know, connect with our, um, what, do, what do you call people who go to libraries patrons oh geez don't get clients? started on this Please, we this don't is, call them customers this is a hot topic let's, actually in let's library call them land beloved so. readers <laughs> no <laughs> we can't even say that <laughs> can we call them the beloved <laughs> we can call them the beloved yeah. uh, the community the some community. people say patrons like okay the community yeah. the patrons uh you can call them your peeps your people <laughs> sure uh, so uh you know if you're if your goal is is you know building that relationship um then there are definitely metrics that can tell you mm-hmm. whether or not you're closer to building that relationship um you know again some jargon i'm going to throw at you but in social media land we tend to call that engagement metrics right so we're looking at things like the number of likes the number of comments the number of shares um, you know, upvoting, hearting, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so you're saying, okay, well, you know, we, we want to go to a party. We want to go to a party where these cool people are at. We want to hang with them. We want to connect with them. How are we going to measure whether or not, 
uh, it was a good party and it was worth us going to it. Take a right, quick right, snapshot right. measurement right now and then you're off to the races. So it doesn't even have to be as complicated as um, measuring a change in behavior. It can simply be um, in terms of like engagement, like you just said, like clicks, likes. Yeah. At this point, really what you're measuring sure. is how many eyes have seen this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and if it's about relationship building, then I would say also how many, how many eyes have like engaged with it, like indicated okay. that, that it's given them the feels in some way. That they, right. they're either, um, you know, uh, oh gosh, now I'm just going to start referencing all kinds of things. There was a really great podcast a while ago called uh, Making Oprah. And, yes. uh, and it, uh, they interviewed, it was either, I think Oprah was talking about Donahue and how she mm -hmm. was competing against the, the Phil Donahue show. And, the, and the, uh, the purpose of the Phil Donahue, not the purpose, but the, one of the ways the Phil Donahue show achieved what they did was that they said that every single episode should make somebody mad, sad, or glad. Mm. Um, and, and I really like that because it's, it's so quick and easy to remember. And I like mm -hmm. to think about that when I think of social media, like if you're trying to engage with some, someone and, and you're looking to show that you really are, you know, chatting with them, like, you know, these terms, engagement, whatever, it just means like relating, being human. Mm -hmm. Um, and what's more human than making somebody mad, sad, or glad. Like, yeah, I, so I'm looking absolutely. for evidence of that, like strip right. away all of this jargon. Mm -hmm. We're looking for evidence of human connection. Right. Absolutely. So people that are, uh, so the difference there, I guess, would be they're leaving comments, they're um, like, you know, beyond just eyes, they're, they're engaging with yeah. you in some way. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That would totally be proof of human connection. All right. So yeah. So now we've got through the party and we've uh, measured how many people chatted with us at the party and commented on our outfit and, um, had you know a, a nice handshake this, uh, this analogy <laughs> yeah we're, we're just totally driving this analogy like <laughs> i'm sorry listeners <laughs> they're all screaming stop it with the party <laughs> i don't know i'm kind of obsessed now with this idea of like sketching out a visual of what each party looks like that's yeah. kind of great to me yep. <laughs> all right so that takes us to number four yeah so uh or or what i like to say like you've done the thing now let's see how effective the thing was Okay. Um, now we need to measure again. So we're going to use the same metric that we used before to see, you know, um, how well we were going to do. And what's really, really important here is that you don't lie. You are not mm. allowed to lie to yourself or to your the person that you report to, um, because this is what's going to tell you whether or not. OK, so. Um, wow, I really am. I'm just throwing out all the references today. But um, there is a book that I'm sure a lot of you can access. It's in wide circulation, a book that the business world kind of prays at the altar of. But it's it's a good read. It's called The Lean Startup. Hmm. Um, and The Lean Startup by Eric Ries, it has a lot of really interesting business uh, kind of thoughts in it. And it's kind of where the idea of like a minimum viable product came from. It's where the idea of pivoting in your business um, was really solidified in the last you know, 15 years. Uh, but one of the number one things that Eric Reese talks about is um, the importance of learning in your mm -hmm. business and says that if you are learning, you are growing. If you are learning, you are, um, you know, you are improving. And I really like that as a, as a definition of success. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, that was a tire fire of an experiment, but we learned something. So it's not all lost. Um, so when you're, when you're measuring whether or not what just happened 
was was good, whether it got you closer to your to your goal or not. Um, it's super, super important to not lie. Um, this isn't about vanity metrics. That's another concept he talks about in the book. Um, this is about being honest because it will let you learn something because guess what? You're probably going to go and try something else. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn from this experiment and you're going to be like, well, okay. You know, the way, when we talked using that tone of voice on social media, or when we use that platform, or when we tried to spin up an email campaign or whatever it might be, um, that did or didn't work and here's why the whole point of this is to learn which i just mm -hmm. love yeah. um so this is not this is a judgment-free zone um this is not about trying to over inflate your position uh this is learning um because then spoiler alert the next step is to do it all again right yeah that is a, that is kind of a heartbreaking spoiler sometimes <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on days when you have energy, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to experiment and, and, to, and to try lots of new, interesting ways to reach our community. And on days when you're tired, you're like, oh, yeah, can't we just I, open up and have everybody come to us again? Yeah. 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 I, I did it yesterday. Do yeah. I have to keep doing it again today? Yeah. 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 It yeah is, you it's do. a terrible spoiler. You do. Um, yeah. OK. So that's very, that's makes sense. And that's really important. I'm curious, you know, I feel like um, this kind of thing would be um, I can see it working really effectively when you have a team to kind of not only hold you accountable, but also it doesn't feel so much like your fault, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, when you have a group that you can kind of brainstorm with and and come to a consensus on what a message should be or, you know, whatever tool. But do you have any advice for this one for those smaller, the leaner library teams where it might just be the one person? Like how how can they... I don't know, psych themselves up for this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of glossed over like a giant chunk, which is the oh, entire okay. like execution of right. of the thing, um, you know, and, and, and that's what, you know, a lot of my book is about, like really going mm -hmm. into in depth, like like hardcore like tips about like, you know, if, if you're going to be on social media, here's a whole bunch of very practical tips and your software you can use and, and you're all the tools for, you know, email marketing and SEO and mm -hmm. websites and all that great stuff. Um, so if you are a small team, uh, first of all, I applaud you. Um, and I want you to know that unless this is the only thing on your task list, and it's probably not, that you're going to have to be very, very selective. Um, mm -hmm. And you're going to have to, um, I am a big fan of just slashing stuff. Mm -hmm. Like the pressure to be everywhere and to do all of the things is huge. Um, you know, there's some stuff that's basically just table stakes. Like you probably have a website. Um, it's a good idea, yep. you know, website. Uh, but other stuff, so maybe you either are or not doing emails and maybe like, mm -hmm. like email marketing or email newsletters. Um, if you are doing some social media, I give you full permission to focus on maybe one or two email platforms, mm -hmm. or not, sorry, not email, social media platforms, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think it's way, way better to be super active and engaged and actually really talking to people and building that beautiful connection with other humans at a small number of parties than trying to go to all of them and then you're not really there. Um, yeah. I call that uh, a social media zombie where it's, if you have an account that, you know, you go, you go look at somebody's Twitter and you're like, oh geez, they haven't posted since, you know, April 3rd, 2018. Like, yeah. it's not dead, but it's certainly not alive. 
-hmm. Like, kill the zombies. I give you full permission to delete your account. Just, Mm -hmm. you're, you're not in the room, so don't even... You know, it's like um, it's like weekend at Bernie's. Like, don't send like a dead body to go stand in a room on your behalf. <laughs> like, great, great. That's weird. Great movie doesn't doesn't age well. Let's no. just say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> ages almost as well as Bernie. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 huge, and I agree. And I think um, I think you giving permission. I think people giving themselves permission is such a huge. Um, should anyway feel like a relief because yeah I know, I've seen libraries where you know maybe during the summer when they have a, a summer placement they get a student and they kind of take over the social media for the summer and then it's dead for the rest of the year yeah yeah, yeah. just not good cut not it good. loose not good. Cut, cut, it loose. cut it kill it yeah, yeah. kill your zombies um, kill it dead and then just get really really honest with yourself and the people you report to about what is manageable Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there's a lot of tools that can help make it more manageable. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, all of this stuff, creating content and putting it out into the world, um, it's, you know, content marketing is, is a very, very hungry beast that is Mm -hmm. never satiated. Uh, it's (laughs) always like more, 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 more content. Um, so some, some like quick and fast tips, stuff that I literally do personally, because I'm Mm -hmm. one of a very small team, um, this is so low tech, but um, I've, I've kind of trained my brain to always be on the lookout for content and ideas and different stuff. And it, it comes to mm-hmm. me at all different times. Like I could be, you know, just dropping my kid at school or something. So I literally email myself, uh, you know, links to stuff, ideas, and then I kind of grab them all and put them in. I use Evernote personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just dump them all into an Evernote. And then I schedule a weekly content drafting session. And for me, it's on Friday mornings. It's just Hmm. this habit I've gotten into. I make sure it's when I have my fresh cup of coffee on Friday mornings. I sit and look through all that stuff. And I I just kind of get into a state of flow uh, where I will write out a whole bunch of different messages. Um, Sometimes if I'm really in a writerly mood and I'm quite feeling the flow, I will even write a short essay that will end up going in my email marketing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I write a whole bunch of different messages for social media uh, that are in the different tone of voice for the different Mm -hmm. platforms that I want them on. Um, And then I literally put them into a spreadsheet. And then from the spreadsheet, then that can go into like a Hootsuite account, you know, Mm -hmm. know, using a scheduling tool to drip Mm -hmm. them out. But but that doesn't mean that I'm done. Like I do still Mm -hmm. need to check in on the platforms and engage. And um, and to me, I I I don't set scheduled social media breaks throughout the day. Like I won't say I always go on social at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. But I do tend to take well, I will literally take a bit of a break from the other work that I'm doing. I'll be like a little treat i get to go on instagram right now and kind of scroll around but also engage with people right yeah yeah that's a great idea i like the um, i mean <clears throat> my personality is all about creating a schedule where i do you know i go through that list at 9 a.m on a friday morning and i write about it for 20 minutes or you know i'm into the morning pages right now so yes. yeah I, yes. I, I feel that hit it when um, you've got that energy Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, but I, I really like that idea of keeping an eye out for things that you could push out through those platforms. But so in advance, kind of planning out what, what's your morsel going to be? What's, yeah. what's the comment? 
I will say the, the one of my pet peeves with any account that I follow is when they just retweet uh, content. Yeah. So, you know, just linking to an article and being like, here's the title of the article. Yeah. Maybe tell us a little, a few words about why it's important yeah. or why your audience might be interested in it or, you know, something that you found. I like it when people give a little bit of context to, to the content they're pushing me towards. Absolutely. Yeah. And that editorializing, it, again, it, it just makes everything feel more human. Yeah. I just want more humanity in all of this automation and robotics mm. and, um, and, and whatever makes that, that connection just a little bit easier. And, you know, that's the thing that made that Ottawa Public Health account stand out so much was it has, you know, this official organizational name behind it, same as all of our libraries. It's the name of the library usually. Um, but then it had such a distinct and personal voice behind it that it stood out because everyone else sounds like a robot. Yeah. And so I just think it's really interesting um, because it does make you stand out when you can give a bit of a personality and a voice to, to, the, to the content you're pushing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It goes back to that kind of first idea I said, which is like before you even go anywhere near an electronic device, I want you to get real with where mm -hmm. you are and where your people are. And, uh, and another shout out to a, a a beautiful piece of content is a gorgeous book that um, will probably be in most of your libraries. Um, the Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. Mm, um, yeah. You know, it's it's about it's about bringing people together. And Priya doesn't specifically talk about um, you know through social media platforms, but it it, it applies. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a gathering. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the number one things that Priya always says is, um, "What is the purpose?" What is the mm -hmm. purpose for this gathering? Whether we're talking about, you know, your family dinner or mm -hmm. uh, a work meeting mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, us chitty chattering away on Twitter. Um, what is the purpose for this? And, and to yep. sit in that for a minute and to think, what, what is it for, for our organization? What is it for our community? Um, that really helps you get past all of the wrong answers, which mm -hmm. are because my board told me I had to, or because my boss says I need to tweet more, or because I haven't, oh, one of my favorites, and I followed this one too, the, oh no, I was supposed to write something this week and I haven't done it yet. Right. But it's like, you're supposed to, what, what is this supposed to? You really think there's like, I have a raging ego, but even I know that there's probably not one human out in the world going, where's Avery's latest update? I'm sitting here <laughs> waiting for it. It should have come out by now. <laughs> you don't have anything true. to say. Don't say anything. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely true. I love that. Um, did we talk right through number five or is there still one? I don't know. Come? I think, oh, oh yeah. Number five was, was, was do it all again. Yeah. Do it all again. Do it okay. all again. Spin the wheel again. Do all the things, um, but, but again, back to that idea of um, first figuring out why the heck you're even doing what you're doing, mm -hmm. setting that goal, um, grounding yourself in where you are and where your people are, uh, then being pretty selective about where you're going to meet up with those people, which parties mm -hmm. are you going to go to, then uh, setting that metric for how you're going to measure your success to tell mm -hmm. you whether or not you're getting closer to that goal. Uh, then, you know, kind of jumping in, doing the thing, uh, measuring afterwards, and then learning something because you're going to just spin the wheel and do it all and all, all over again. 
And uh, this entire framework is also the first chapter of my book. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I sat down and I realized, I, I will tell you, and for those in the nonprofit world that are listening, my book is, is titled See You on the Internet, Build Your Small Business with Digital Marketing. But I wrote it with nonprofit in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote it with big business in mind. I wrote it mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of people in mind because what I realized was um, I went through, I literally had to sit down and look at my client list and remember what it was like to work with all these different organizations and what their issues were and what was the through line. What was the thing mm-hmm. that was similar with all of them? Mm-hmm. And that's how I realized it, it was this framework. It was this, mm-hmm. this way of moving through um, that applies whether you're, you know, a one person part-time administrator at a very small charitable organization, or if you are the, you know, chief marketing officer at a 500,000 person company, mm-hmm. um, it, the, the, the idea of, of moving through it in this way scales. Right. Yeah. That's great. And I'll say, you know, for people who aren't familiar with see you on the internet building your small business with digital marketing by Avery Swartz. Um, Avery does a great job of of kind of walking you through, you know, those first few steps, which are figuring out who are your people, where to find them. Like there's a lot that like, you know, Avery just said that she glossed over, um, you know, one entire chapter in 20 minutes. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot of tools that, um, that we can learn from and that we can use. And sometimes, you know, it might use some businessy language, but it's just a quick tweak to make it apply to libraries. Um, and I think it's so helpful to start, um, start doing that work because it really does help you figure out if it's actually working. I mean, they, this really is a step-by-step process that builds on the step before. So it's going to be very difficult to evaluate if you haven't, you know, done the first few few steps few mm-hmm. you know th- that part of the work so yeah. so thanks for doing that that I, I really enjoyed your book I enjoy your um, um, anecdotes allegories whatever we want to call them I, I, I like how you make it approachable I like how you break it down um, and it just you know your advice of find your voice and make it real I mean you took that advice in your book so thank you for that <laughs> because it, it sounded like um, it sounded like I was at a party with you and you were telling oh. me how to, how, to, how to fix my digital marketing presence. That's so. like the most lovely, lovely compliment. <laughs> that sounds like a serious nerd party and I wish I was, I was say, there right would now. Would I stay at that party? I don't, is that a LinkedIn party? I don't no, know. I, no. I, I will stay at a few LinkedIn parties. Yeah. I got to be in the right mood, but you there know. There are some good ones. There, there yeah. really are some good ones. Um, but it, again, it's, it's finding the humanity behind... Yes. Way too much businessy talk. Yeah. Yes. I, I think Libraryland will appreciate that because uh, uh, there are some libraries that are very into, um, you know, the Six Sigma, the the lean, the you know, all of all of yes. the the lingo. They read a lot of Fast Company and they know all all the jargon. Um, and there are just as many, if not more, that are frankly terrified of those words and uh, and wouldn't even know where to start or why. And so I appreciate I appreciate both perspectives. But for those who are maybe on the latter end of that, I recommend this book and and chatting with Avery and uh, and maybe finding out how to um, how to do this a little bit better. So thank you so much for joining us today, Avery. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me was wonderful to chat with you. 
That is all the time we have for today's chapter. We hope that you have enjoyed our conversation today. If you have something that you love that you'd like to bring to the Library Land Loves table, then please reach out to me. I would love to chat and hear more. My contact info is here in the show notes. And we'll also put in the show notes all of the um, books that Avery mentioned today because I know all of you are going to ask me for that because we love a reading list. Please don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and please tell a friend so we can all share in what library land loves. Thank you.